Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, October 23rd. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So why aren't people more bullish on gold right now? I was talking to one of the Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialists the other day, and we were pondering that very question. If you look at all of the things that are going on in the economy, going on in the world, there are all kinds of things that are extremely bullish for gold right now. We both felt like the yellow metal should be going up a lot faster than it is. But we've been basically trading sideways for several weeks, caught between pretty firm support at 1850 an ounce and significant resistance at 1950. This morning, we're pretty much right in the middle of that range. As I'm recording the podcast, gold is trading at 1912 an ounce. Now, we got as high as 1927 with a little rally on Wednesday, but then we had a bit of a sell off yesterday. Honestly, there really wasn't any reason for yesterday's sell-off either, other than some dollar strength and the continuing yo-yo of expectations on stimulus. I mean, really, that's been the biggest headwind against gold. I mean, even with all that's going on in the world right now, the will-they-won't-they they back and forth on stimulus is by far the biggest driver in the markets right now, which honestly is a pretty sad indictment on the U.S. economy. I mean, Think about it. The thing that people are most concerned about right now is whether or not the U.S. government is going to borrow, print, and spend more money. If you ask me, that doesn't sound like a recipe for long-term economic prosperity. But, you know, I guess you have to cling to whatever hope you've got, right? Now, silver has been equally range-bound, bouncing between $24 and $25 an ounce. You know, speaking of silver, we got some Q3 data from the Silver Institute this week. Investment demand for the white metal has been on fire. Holdings of silver and silver-backed ETFs rose by 297 million ounces through the first three quarters of 2020. That's nearly triple the level of silver inflows we saw during the same period last year. In a press release, the Silver Institute said overall, this reflects both silver's role as a safe haven asset and as a leveraged play on gold, as some investors expect silver to outperform the yellow metal, end quote. Silver ETF holdings through the end of September stood at 1.026 billion ounces. That's slightly off the high of 1.052 billion we saw in August. But now the trend is actually heading upward again. As of October 12th, silver ETF holdings totaled 1.046 billion ounces. Investors have also poured into physical silver. Bullion coin demand was up 65% over the first three quarters, and silver bar demand also rose sharply. Now, I'm still really bullish on silver. You know, just looking at the silver-gold ratio, we're still ranging between about 77 and 80 to 1, and that is still historically high. So if you like gold right now, you should like silver. And as I've said, there are all kinds of reasons to like gold. So let's look at some of the things that I think should make us really bullish on gold and silver. We'll start with some of the safe haven drivers. In the first place, we're seeing a big spike in coronavirus cases. Now, I realize that cases is a really bad metric for evaluating the severity of coronavirus, but 
That's what the powers that be fixate on, and the response is pretty much what you'd expect. We're seeing new lockdowns, especially overseas in Europe. But some states in the U.S. are actually starting to clamp down again as well. I know New Mexico in particular is putting some pretty draconian restrictions back in place. Of course, California is still locked down hard. I'm not sure how people can expect this great V-shaped recovery when states aren't even letting their economies open up. And I suspect that if cases continue to rise into the fall, we're going to see even more lockdowns. I think government officials are convinced they have to do something. And the only something they know how to do, and really honestly, about the only thing that they can actually control, is to try to make people stay at home. And that is decidedly bad for an economy that is already deeply wounded. If that's not a reason to seek safe haven, I don't know what is. And then there is this crazy election. I don't think gold has really priced in the possibility of a Biden win. Peter Schiff did a really good podcast earlier this week looking at the possible election scenarios. He contends that the best possible outcome is gridlock. I agree with him. So we're talking about you know a Biden win, but the Republicans still controlling uh, a Congress or or a Trump win but a split Congress. You know, the real key, I think, is the Republicans maintaining control of the Senate. I'll link to Peter's podcast on the show notes page, but the bottom line is this election creates all kinds of uncertainty. The polls seem to point to a Biden win, but of course we know from 2016 that we can't necessarily believe the polling. And regardless, we have no idea what the aftermath of this election is going to bring. If Biden wins and the Democrats grab the Senate, well, hold on to your wallets. You're going to see higher taxes and even more government spending, more regulations. I'd call that an economic disaster. Now, if Trump wins, you're probably going to get the the status quo on the economy, which honestly, is still an awful lot of borrowing and spending. After all, the president said he would love bigger stimulus than even the Democrats are asking for. So basically, a continuation of the current economic disaster. On top of that, I think if Trump wins, we will end up with even more civil unrest in urban areas. So the election means uncertainty and bad fallout, no matter who wins. Again, this is classic safe haven scenario that people just seem to be ignoring. Now, let's talk the underlying economy. That's bullish for gold as well. The economic numbers aren't good unless you actually believe a bunch of -of out-of-work Americans spending a bunch of money on Amazon is a good thing. According to the numbers that came out yesterday, 787,000 Americans filed for unemployment last week. And this was spun as good news because, well, it was less than expected. So let's put it into some context. Do you know what the previous record for unemployment claims in a single week was before the pandemic? 695,000. And that was in October of 1982. So when you're seeing numbers in the 700 to 800,000 range, that's not good news, no matter how the pundits on CNBC want to spin it. I've talked a lot about the job market on the podcast over the last couple of weeks. There are a slew of factors that tell me millions of jobs simply aren't coming back. 7% of America's small businesses have closed for good, and that number is going to continue to rise as debt and a sluggish economy take down those that are hanging on by a thread. And it's going to rise even faster if state and local governments start locking us down again. 
I've talked about the huge spike in corporate bankruptcies. I've talked about the rising number of temporary layoffs that are now being categorized as permanent job losses. And here's another issue that I haven't talked about. Goldman Sachs is now projecting even more permanent job losses coming down the pike as a wave of mergers and acquisitions and corporate takeovers sweeps through the economy. Now, you can thank the Fed for this turn of events. The Federal Reserve's extraordinarily loose monetary policy coupled with federal government intervention is going to facilitate these mergers. Big companies in industries hit hardest by the pandemic can now tap financing at obscenely low artificially low interest rates. They can then use that money to gobble up smaller competitors. The Goldman Report said the market is, quote, giving them license to do M&A, encouraging more consolidation. But, you know, it isn't really the market that is greenlighting this consolidation. It's central bank and government manipulation of the market that's creating an environment right for corporate consolidation and the resulting job losses. Yet again, another example of government intervention that creates all kinds of bad, unforeseen consequences. Anyway, I digress. The bottom line here is that given the dynamics in the labor market, I think we're going to continue to see millions of Americans out of work, and we could see that number start to grow again as we move further down the road. I mean, I've been saying all along, I expected unemployment to improve in the short run, but that the job market will stagnate and degrade even further as we move ahead, say, a year, 18 months down the road. This is just another reason that I think people should be buying gold. Then there are all of the geopolitical issues. U.S.-China relations are shaky at best. Brexit is still churning along with no smooth path forward. This kind of instability would normally push people into gold as a safe haven asset. And then there is the national debt. This is an issue that is hardly getting any play at all in the mainstream financial press. I mean, it's just a big ho-hum. You may not even know that we got the final U.S. monthly Treasury statement of fiscal 2020 this week. The budget shortfall totaled $3.13 trillion. As Uncle Sam added another $124.6 billion to the deficit in September alone. That's more than double the previous record deficit of $1.4 trillion that was set in 2009 at the height of the Great Recession. The national debt surged above $27 trillion on October 1st, and it has grown by over $7 trillion since President Trump took office. That equals over $217,000 of debt for every American taxpayer. Now, the reaction to this news was a great big yawn. Most people just blame the Rona. And of course, stimulus spending in response to the pandemic certainly exacerbated the spending problem. But it exacerbated a spending problem that already existed. Don't forget, the Trump administration handed us the fifth largest deficit in history last year. And we were on track for a $1 trillion deficit this year, even before the coronavirus reared its ugly head. All of this debt is going to have consequences down the road. I mean, even if you don't believe the doomsday scenarios about an impending collapse, it's a proven fact that debt retards economic growth. Studies have shown that a debt-to-GDP ratio over 90% retards economic growth by about 30%. We're currently at about 137% debt-to-GDP ratio. So, you know, that's less than ideal. So debt another reason to be bullish on gold. So we have all of this stuff going on that should be bullish 
for the yellow metal. And yet most of the investment money still seems to be pouring into the stock market. Why? One word, stimulus. The markets expect more stimulus. And you know, they're right. Whether before or after the election, we are getting more stimulus. Mark it down. This is the whole reason the stock market is at record levels. This is a massive bubble blown up by Fed stimulus. Everybody knows that the government is going to borrow and spend another big wad of money. And they know that the Fed is going to monetize all of that debt by printing money out of thin air. The addict is a little jumpy right now because he wants his fix. You know, he's a little tweaky, but he knows the fix is coming. But I'm telling you, the addict is going to overdose at some point. The high is temporary. Stimulus is a temporary fix. And ultimately, it's a hell of a lot more bullish for gold than it is for stocks. Let me repeat that. Stimulus is more bullish for gold than it is for stocks. It will probably blow the stock market up even bigger. But that bad boy is going to pop. All of this money printing is going to tank the dollar. We're going to see inflation. We're seeing inflation now. That is bullish for gold. Here's the big takeaway. Stimulus does not change the underlying economic factors. It papers over them. It creates an illusion. It creates a fake wealth effect. I think this is a buying opportunity for silver and gold. But look, don't take my word for it. Talk to a shift gold precious metal specialist. Do it today. Call 1-888-GOLD-160 or shoot them an email at info at shiftgold.com. Do it today. These guys are very knowledgeable. They can look at your own personal situation, your investment goals, your portfolio, and help you figure out how precious metals can help you protect your wealth for what lies ahead and maybe even increase your wealth as we move forward. So do that today. So that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of the stories that I've talked about today and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at uh, iTunes, on the Shift Gold YouTube channel, on Stitcher, Google Play. You'll find links to all of this stuff over on our show notes page. And as always, I do appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you again next week.